subscribers. Subscribe. And hello, everyone. Welcome to Haunting Live Podcast. Uh, yes, we are live. We're back live here for the first show in a while that we've been able to host a live podcast. I'm super excited about this, and uh, hopefully everything works smoothly today for us here. We've done a lot of testing in the studio on new equipment and stuff like that, so I'm really hoping things go smoothly here today. I'm sure they will. Um, but first of all, thank you everybody so much for tuning in. Uh, we are live here on our Facebook page, and we do have a special guest, uh, Dana Jensen. She will be joining us here in just a moment and talking about her psychic life and what she does as a psychic medium. Um, but first of all, guys, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. And we are hosting here episode number nine of season two today. And um, thank you so much for following us, of course, over on social media, on our Facebook page. Uh, you can see our Facebook page officially. You can also go to our Facebook group that we have and join our group for all exciting posts that we post there as well. And also thank you for following us on our other social media platforms such as YouTube, Twitter. Uh, we're on Instagram as well. And we're also on podcast apps where you can listen to our show later on at your convenience. We are on all the major apps like iTunes, Spotify, Google, TuneIn, Stitcher. We're even on iHeartRadio. We're on Amazon Music. And we're also on Audible.com as well. So we just recently gained some new uh, podcast apps where you can find us. Um, but also, we have an announcement that I will make later on at the end of the show. So stay tuned for that as well. But uh, right now, let's get to our special guest for today here on Haunting Live Podcast. We have a special guest, Dana Jensen. So let's bring her in. Hi, Hi Dana. Hi, Trevor. Hi, How are nice you? to meet you. Yeah, I'm you too. Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining us here on Haunting Live Podcast this weekend. Thanks for reaching out. Thanks for having me. I, I was looking forward to this all week. Oh, wonderful. Me too. It's so nice to meet new people all the time and especially to get back into streaming live podcast. It's been a while. Uh, we've had some technical issues in the past, but uh, we hopefully have worked those out where we can actually get back doing our awesome live podcast for Haunting Live Podcast with our awesome guests that we have, like yourself. Um, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, what you do, where you're located, and um, how you sort of got into becoming a medium. Oh, okay. So that's a lot of questions yeah. all in one. So I'm in Stratford, Ontario. I uh, just moved here a couple of, couple of months ago. I'm a little bit of a gypsy. I like to be in different uh, cities and have different experiences. So I don't stay very long in one place for some reason, but I always figure they need me in the city that I land in for that time. So anyway, back I'm in Stratford, Ontario, and uh, I've been doing uh, psychic readings for people for uh, full time for about 20 years now. So I have a, a great job. I love what I do. Um, it, it, you know, how did I get into it? I don't know exactly how I got into it. It was just something that I was always interested in. It was something that I had always experienced, even when I was a little kid, I definitely had all of these experiences that not everybody else had. I, I knew that it was a little bit unique and um, I ended up, you know, doing a job. I was a mom and I had three kids and, and uh, I went to work. I worked at a bank, yuck, and I worked at um, a financial company and and you know it just wasn't fulfilling and i and i went down and i took this course in toronto that really really inspired me and for years before that i would do readings for people i would do you know we'd sit there and i'd pull out my cards and we'd have these conversations and 
and I would say things and all of a sudden they would come true or I'd have friends around me and I would see certain things that were going to happen to them. And I wouldn't necessarily tell them what I was seeing, but then all of a sudden it would show up and I'd be like, wow, I saw that a couple of months ago or I saw that. So I think it, it sort of evolved over. I'd always been in, uh, interested in the supernatural, paranormal. It was always something that I was very, very curious about. But when I started really tapping into my own sort of energies and perceptions of what the world was about, because I was so curious about it, I started seeing things that were coming about that I knew were uh, futuristic, they were predictive. And the people that I was coming in contact with, I could, you know, feel their sorrow, I could feel their pain, I, I knew there was a whole bunch of things that were going on in, in the ethers that I could kind of tap into. And then when I went and took this course in Toronto, it inspired me to do what I loved outside of the fear. I was so afraid of, oh, my God, how am I going to do this? You can't make money doing this. What am I thinking? This is ridiculous. But, you know, because I had such a, a faith in it and because I had such a, a real fascination with what was going on and a fascination with humanity, I think people are just, I mean, they're the bomb, man. People are so cool. And then when you tap into their energy and you can have these wonderful conversations with them, it's amazing the stories that un unfold. I don't know. Did I answer your question? I think I did, right? <laughs> that was perfect. Absolutely perfect. Um, good, good. Thank you so much for filling us in on how you got into it. Um, was there one area when you were younger that you kind of drew you to that more? Like, was there some instance that you were like, oh, wow, this is what I really am meant to do? Like, was there something that led you to becoming a medium? Or was there some moment in your life that really kind of stood out to you? Well, a couple of moments when uh, my mom used to make me Play-Doh when I was a little girl, she'd actually make handmade Play-Doh and I'd sit in the kitchen. I'd be so excited to get my Play-Doh. But for some reason, every time she would do that and we'd sit in the kitchen, I would literally see this man walk through the sink. It came through the wall. He'd walk through the sink and he'd walk into my aunt's room. And I would stand at the door saying, you're not allowed in this room. You're not allowed in this room. And that was the rule for me, obviously. And this man never turned around and he would just stand at the end of the bed and he, he, he wouldn't acknowledge me. He didn't recognize me. He didn't even know that I was there, but I would yell at him. And uh, I saw this quite a few times. And I, I know now that it was more of a residual energy, but as a kid, there was just a strange man walking into my aunt's room. So it didn't make a lot of sense. And then I would sit on my bed and I would see through the living room. I could see through the doorway somebody always standing in the living room and looking at me and it kind of looked like a gorilla. It was really strange, but I was four or five years old. So I'd always see these things throughout my life. And I'd be, and I'd be telling everybody, Oh, something's standing there, something's standing there. And they didn't necessarily always see them. Sometimes they did, but sometimes they didn't. And, and I started recognizing that. So the people who didn't see them, I, I, it made me even more curious. What do you mean you can't see them? They're standing right there, you know, and, and that's where it always stuck with me. So when I decided that, you know, there was something I could see that the whole world maybe couldn't necessarily see, I, I started recognizing that I should tap into this a little bit more. I should really have a good understanding of what all of this is about. And as I was driving down the 401 one night, 
I was, I kept hearing, you need to do readings for a living. You need to do readings for a living. And I kept brushing it off for years and years. I'd brush it off going, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. And then one night I decided, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to quit my well-paying job and, and, you know, my stability and, and I'm going to do readings for a living. So it was scary yet exciting at the same time. But I remember one night I was driving down the 401 and I lived in Kitchener at the time and I was driving up the 401 and I was excited. I'm dancing, I'm singing to the music. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do what I love. And then all of a sudden I get this wave of energy that just came over me. And it, it literally, and I know this sounds harsh and maybe a little theatrical, but it literally felt like I had just lost my children. It was just this instant wave from dancing and driving and being excited to, oh my God, what's happening? And then I started hyperventilating and I started crying and I started going like, what the heck? So I pulled my car over to the side of the road and, and I'm sitting here going, what's going on? Stop it. And I'm trying to talk myself down and I'm trying to breathe. And, and I look at the other side of the 401 and there's no cars on the other side of the 401. And, and I'm like in Campbellville at this time. And, and, uh, and I thought, oh, that's strange. And then I see an ambulance coming down the other side of the 401. And I start sort of calming down and I pull my car out and I start going towards home again. And I came across this really bad accident on the 401 just after Highway 6. And as I'm passing it, that feeling completely goes away. Everything that I had just felt, that energy that I had just felt, it just completely left me. And when I got home, I was like, wow, that was just totally bizarre. What the heck was that? And and I turned on the news and apparently this, this woman had a car accident and had lost her two children in the car accident. And as I was driving into the momentum, I, I felt it coming my way. And it, it, it literally just, it, it enveloped me. It felt like almost like there was jello on top of me. It was, it was a really, um, it was a really, <laughs> and even now it kind of shakes me up and leaves me a little bit breathless. And, and I sit back and I was like, wow, I felt that. I was like, I felt everything that that mother was feeling. And, and I sat back and all of a sudden I hear spirit going, this is what you've chosen to do for a living. So you better pull up your socks. And I was like, oh, <laughs> And that's basically how it ended up happening. And, and from then on, I have been doing it ever since. And this was about 20 years ago that this all happened. And very shortly after that, if you want me to tell another story that that sort of led me down this too. Yeah, sure. Continue uh, there, on. Was a, there was a woman that was murdered in, in uh, Mississauga. And uh, I, you heard it on the news and she was a young lady. And I just sat there and I kept getting visions of who this young lady was and who killed her and the whole bit. But I don't, I don't know if I was 100% confident in who I was and what my abilities were at that point. And, and I don't know if anybody even remembers this, but he, she, the neighbor ended up killing her in a jealous rage and took her body up North um, just past Ajax and, and Whitby and in around there. And, um, we even went out to look for him. I knew where the body was. We went out and I was like, it's north of Ajax and Whitby and it's beside a, a red field. And I kept thinking, what would be red? What field would be red? And uh, actually when, 
soybeans are about ready to be harvested, they're red. So the whole field is red. And um, so that was something that that we kind of put together. But I, I had a friend come to me about two, we never found anything, thank God, I don't know what I would have done if I had found anything. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, about two months after that, I had given a list of everything that that I had seen in, in this case, and what have you, uh, to my friend and to the guy that I was dating at the time, I said, here, hold on to this for later. And about two months later, sure enough, did the neighbor not turn himself in? And everything that I had written and where the body was and the whole bit was, and my girlfriend just showed up at my door. She's like knocking on the door. She goes, have you seen the news? And I said, no. And she goes, oh, let's look. So we go and look at the news and sure enough. And she's like, wow, that was pretty crazy. And I was stunned at at what happened from the time that I had committed to saying this is what I was going to do for a living. What started coming to me because I was open to it? because I was ready to receive it. I took it on. I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to help people the best way that I can. And that's how it kind of led me here. And that's what I did. Yeah, no, that was one thing I did want to ask you, but you kind of covered that anyway, was um, how long you have been doing this for. So you mentioned you have been doing it for about 20 years now. Um, Yep. What were you doing before that? You said you had to leave your other previous job. What was your job before you got into this? Well, um, I worked at the bank while I was a waitress for many years, which was a great job, of course, but uh, um, for probably as long as I've been doing this job, I was a waitress for it. But then I worked at the bank for quite a a few years, and then I worked at an investment company for quite a few years. So none of my character, it was the job, but it was none of my character. And I knew it was wrong. The vibration was wrong. I didn't like it. It was awful. It was a terrible job. I don't want to complain. But I knew I wasn't following my calling. So that's what I did. And I can't ever imagine going back to that, that kind of world or that kind of life. I don't think it would suit me very well. <laughs> no, your guides and your angels and everything that are pushing you, your spirit energy to go forth on a proper path is why they push you to go on that path for a reason. And what you were describing and your story you just told us was an, a good example of that. Like they pushed you and they told you what you needed to do. And then the, they just opened you up to all those energies and what you can feel and sense and stuff like that. So how is it nowadays that you have been working with this for so long now? Have you found it just to be like second nature to you now or? Exactly. Not near as overwhelming. And, uh, and, and I have a better understanding and concept and it has evolved and it's changed over the years. You know, how I'm helping people today is not how I helped people 10, 15 years ago. Um, it will evolve as my skills evolve and, and as the world evolves and as the world is waking up, I I'm, I'm definitely reading people differently because of this, because they can handle it. They're not, it's not so antique anymore. People are really, even like years ago, I would do readings. It'd be one man to maybe every hundred women. And even the men now are starting to come around because it's maybe like one in 10 now. Sometimes, sometimes I have days where it's all men and it's no women. And I, that just blows my mind. So I think everybody's starting to kind of come on board and say, Hey, what's happening here? What's going on? I think we're starting to see things and feel things. And I, I know when people lose people, it, 
it, it turns on something in you that you, you're very curious. You want to know if I can still communicate or you want to know what the signs are, if they're still around. And it, it's usually because of the, a loss of somebody that actually triggers it for people. And then they go out seeking and they go out experience, experiencing, well, what is this? You know, what is the world about? Even when you're ghost hunting, what an amazing thing to do. It, it, even when, you know, even when it's not so active or what have you, and then one profound thing happens and it, it just makes up for the whole time that you're there. The whole entire night was perfect because you've had one episode of being able to connect to the other side. It's pretty remarkable, actually. It is. We find that too when we do investigations. Like you might have an investigation where absolutely nothing happens, but then you have another one where only one thing happens, but somebody that's maybe new to it might think it's minor and nothing, but somebody that's experienced might think, well, that's what was meant to be. That was what I was meant to be there for, to communicate with that one energy that's there. Um, have you okay. found that a lot when you're dealing with clients and stuff like that day to day? Have you found that people come to you for a certain reason, like they're meant to be there with you or? Well, you know, it's really funny because I, I have such a range of people that come and see me from really all walks and all over the world because I do Zoom readings as well. So I have clients that come from everywhere. And, and you know, in, in some cases, everybody is pretty similar, just as loving beings and what have you. But then, you know, everybody is so unique and different at the same time. So you definitely have to make it individual and and you are getting individual messages. Um, some people don't want to talk to anybody from the other side at all. Like they don't want to hear from anybody, which always shocks me. But it's true. Some people don't. They just want to know what's happening. They want to know what's coming up in the future. Uh, so that's more about a prediction. That's more about what's happening and, and what they can kind of keep their eyes open for. And, and the way I say that, too, is that I'm always going to be shown different paths of things they're they're gonna it, it almost looks like octopus arms to me in some way and what I always try to do is pick the highest reality to read and then I just sort of um you know go with that and and tell them what it is that I see and and I always make them record it and my little secret is never go to a reader you can't record okay that's just my little secret um, and I always say, you know, just be really open to the process because the process is what's so cool. And the validation will come a little bit later when all of this kind of happens. And that's actually when the, the reading is the best. That's when it's the, the most interesting. And, and that's when you get the validation that you need, that you're on the right path as well. Yeah, your guides and your angels definitely guide you to where your path is supposed to be, what path you're supposed to be on. And um, have you found any examples when you're doing your clients' readings that they've come back to you later on and said, oh, well, you were so 100% right, you were dead on. Can you give us sort of a, yep. an example of that? Oh, boy, I have lots of those examples. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, you know, I even have people who come to me from seven, eight years ago who have had readings with me and they go, oh, I just ran into your CD, I found your CD and, and I played it and it was so amazing because I used to do CDs. So I find that pretty cool. Um, trying to think of anything offhand. 
you know, I've had people say, uh, oh, actually, I'll tell you one story. I have a friend who um, she was looking for a house to buy. So I was sketching it out. We were just sitting there. And she's like, I'm trying to look for a business and what have you. And I was like, oh, I kind of see this house. And I think it's in Burlington and blah, blah, blah. And I'm drawing it out. And, you know, I'm sketching it. I'm not an artist or anything. And uh, sure enough, five years later, she, she goes, here, does this look familiar to you? And I said, oh, I said, I drew that picture. Sure enough, it was the house that she had bought and was in the midst of selling. And even the plants were where it was supposed to be. Even the brush and the the shrubbery and all of that. I mean, it was pretty identical how it was. And and even, you know, I'm a skeptic, right? By heart, I'm a skeptic. But when things like that happen, I just sit there and go, no, that's just pretty darn cool. (laughs) You know, but... Uh, there's lots of stories. Lots of people have come and said, you know, I met the guy that you said, he looks exactly like you said he did. And uh, I try to give distinction where, you know, if they have certain facial features and what have you that are sort of unique, I try to give the best uh, description that I can. So they'll even tell me right down to the dimple, or they'll tell me right down to the bald head or, or whatever it is. So it, You know, the best thing that I can describe with that is that it's actually you creating that. It's not actually me. I'm just sort of interpreting the data. I'm not actually creating that for you. I'm not actually putting that out for you. This is something that's already in your sequence. So in a way, you got to kind of ask yourself, is this a fate line? Is this supposed to happen? Because if I'm sitting here having a reading with you, and then all of a sudden I can see the man you're going to be with, in a year or so, um, you know, is it a fate line? I, I remember another time I was driving in a car with another friend of mine and, and one of my friends had um, just left her husband. She goes, oh, I'm going to be single forever. And, and I was like, oh, no, no, you're not. I leaned back and I looked at her. I said, you're going to be with a man who has one blue eye and one brown eye. It was that specific. And that's how it, that's how I said it to her. Sure enough, it wasn't even like, you know, not even a year later, she's still with him today. And he has one blue eye and one brown eye. And so it's pretty interesting to to kind of think of really, what is that? That's something that she was already putting out there. And I was able to just pick up on the data to give her one distinction that would stand out above everything else. And that's how it ended up being. But that was her doing it. I was just picking out her data as she was doing it. I, it was all her creating it. And that's what I think it really is. I think I'm just reading the data of what you're creating. So quite often, I'm just confirming what you kind of already know. You just need permission to go for it. That's how I see it. Right. It's kind of like um, playing off your intuition or playing off manifestation of what you're manifesting in your own life. Because a lot of people believe that what you sort of dream or intuitive or manifest what you want to manifest um, eventually becomes. So you're really manifesting things into your own reality is what you're doing, but you're just sort of pushing that forward for people saying, yeah, this is what you need to do. Well, I, I think it gives them a little bit of an awareness for themselves. I think they're able to kind of maybe pay more attention instead of being so dismissive spirit. You know, if you can be quiet with yourself for a little while, if you can, if, if you can turn off the YouTube, if you can turn off the TV and the radio and, and just be with yourself, it, it's, it's kind of challenging, actually. Try it sometimes. You know, it's hard to be with yourself, but 
that's where spirit's talking to you. That's where that, that mind and, and that data download that you're getting, that, that's when you're going to hear it. You're not going to be able to hear it if there's some like rock band going on behind you and, and you're trying to listen to what spirit is whispering to you. You're not going to be able to, to get what you fully need out of that. Um, the one thing I do know that spirit does is that it repeats itself. If you haven't heard it the first time or the 10th time, they seem to have great patience with us. So it, it, it repeats it. So uh, it does get a little louder sometimes though. If you're not listening, they, they tend to get a little more pushy, but they still always leave it open to free will. So, and, and I know when spirit's talking to me, it comes from the ethers. It comes from above me. And it's not coming out of my thoughts. It's coming into my thoughts. So that, that's sort of the difference. You, you, you should be able to kind of tell the difference of whether or not it's coming in or whether or not it's going out. Are you receiving or are you transmitting? Yeah, if you can know the difference, then you're going to have a real good understanding of how to communicate with spirit. Yeah, what would you recommend to somebody that maybe, I know you and I were talking just prior to the show today about... Um, people that are at home right now, a lot of people still in lockdown situations or are not able to go to work, they're working from home. So they're in their space a lot more. Um, what would you say to people since we're sort of talking about receiving messages? Um, maybe they're experiencing things for the first time that they're not sure of, or they're at home experiencing paranormal activity and they really have no idea what it is, what's happening to them. Um, what sort of advice or would you give to people that are in that situation? Well, first of all, I'll start off with the energy is powerful lately and everybody literally feels off, like they feel off. Something's not right. Something's going on. We don't know what it is. And it's hard to stay grounded in that mechanism because your neighbors are off. You know, if you live in an apartment building, the people above you and below you are off and all of this energy is moving around you. And if you were not the person who is very self-aware, it's going to drive you mad. It's going to drive you crazy. So I always suggest grounding. Um, quite often, you will see things like we were talking about the guy that comes in my hallway who shouldn't be in my hallway because I live by myself. So I go walking down the hallway and I'm like, whoa, and it startles you. But I wonder sometimes if it's not necessarily somebody from the other side or actually somebody is having some sort of an astral travel body experience, a out of body experience, and I'm actually seeing the energy in my hallway. Uh, it could be somebody who lived here before who's dreaming of the time that he was living here and all of a sudden he's walking down the hallway and I can actually just see the energy. So it, it, it's interesting how this is happening. I'm actually getting quite a few people who are saying, I'm catching photos, I'm hearing voices, there's things that are going on. Uh, but again, I think it has something to do with the dimensional shift. Because I think everybody is raising their vibration because of situation and because of curiosity and because they there's something innately in everybody that's saying maybe we need to get a little bit more spiritual or have a little bit of a, an understanding. And I'm not going to say everybody, I'm going to say that loosely, but I'm going to say a lot of people are really waking up to wanting to kind of find their own sort of spiritual path and journey, which is never ending. It's always something that's always going to evolve and it's always going to be different. It's always going to be something that you can look forward to and you're never going to know at all. So, you know, there's no pressure then, right? <laughs> That's how we have to look at it. 
I always say, if you want to know the questions, if there's certain yes or no questions that you need to know, what I always say is ask the question in your mind before you, before you finish the question in your mind, if you hear the yes or no coming out of the ethers before you finish the question, that's spirit talking to you. If you ask the question and then hear an answer, yes or no, at the end, that's you talking to you. So, you know, you're having a conversation with the ethers and yourself, and you're just going to have to have a little bit of faith and a little bit of trust, because a lot of times, even the answer you get is not necessarily what you want to hear, even if it's the right one. So you have to learn to trust what it is that you're hearing as well. And, and that's a whole other ballgame. <laughs> Yeah, definitely uh, learning to trust your guys and your angels and your spirits that you have with you that are trying to put you on the right path, like I said, is uh, really important to hear what they're saying. And I've had that personally myself. I've done meditation many times in the past where I've gone to ask a question and I've received the answer before I even finish it. So I know, yes, that spirit trying to tell me yes. But I guess afterwards, when you hear the answer again, you're kind of confirming yourself in a way that, yes, that's the correct answer. So that's kind of the way I yeah. look at things with that, too. So um, anyways, um, I guess we can go on to our next topic here. Um, have you been busy during the pandemic since you're by yourself? You mentioned have you been busy doing readings and stuff like that? Or what do you what have you been busy with with your time? You know, not a whole lot has changed for me in readings. So I've been busy with readings. Um, I've been doing a lot of research. Uh, I would like to say that I'm a little bit curious about what's going on in the world. So I do a lot of research on, on uh, current events and things like that. I just find it very fascinating. Uh, readings have pretty much been the same for me. I haven't really uh, increased or decreased. It's, you know, I have my busy times, I have my slower times. Uh, it's been amazing. People are struggling, though. I definitely have that feeling when I'm sitting with people. And, and I hope by the end of it, I can reassure them that they're okay. Um, when you're influenced by the environment around you, it changes how you react to things. And it changes how you actually a function day to day. And, and I want to remind everybody that they are sovereign beings, you are a sovereign being, you know, everything that you're doing in your life, you're being told left, right and center, and you're being inundated by a bunch of things, by a bunch of people telling you what you should be doing and how you should be doing it. And the simple fact of the matter is, is that you have a brain and a wherewithal within you that you can figure out the answers for yourself if you have faith and trust in that. So I suggest it, 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 it takes the complications out. Now you can just trust because you've stood for something. And if you can stand for something within you, you know, that that's the most important thing. I heard a I heard a, a saying the other day, stand for something or you'll fall for anything. And it's absolutely true. So all I can say is be your sovereign being, trust your instincts, trust what you're doing for yourself. And when you're making decisions, try not to have any regret. And if you can do that, then you can kind of just walk in pride every day and, and walk in peace. And I think right now we're trying to find peace. And I think when people are coming for a reading, they're hoping I'm going to give that to them. And, and in a way I will, even if it's for a, a short time, but really the work is on them and um, it's up to them to meditate and to go for walks and, 
you know, go off into the forest. That's a great thing. Walking meditation is an awesome thing to do. We need to get out more, of course, hang out with your animals, lots of things that we can do to be okay with, with what's happening around here. You know, I think people really want to know that the other side exists. You know, I think they just, they want to know 100% that, that that's true and, and proven and what have you. But I think there's always going to be an element that we're never, ever going to know the truth of that 100%. And I don't think we're supposed to. Nope. <laughs> no, I agree with that too. I think um, the main thing I have learned through all my years of investigating and being involved in this field is that when you do have an experience, it's a personal experience and it's meant for you solely. It's not meant for somebody else to experience. It's meant for your knowledge to know what's there and what's meant for you. So along that same lines, yes, um, it's a great idea for people to get out there and just um, sort of meditate on your situation. It's great to have help like yourself and other mediums and psychics out there that sure. want to help you along the way and give you some guidance and some push on the right path. But um, in the end, I do agree with that, that it's your own path is where you're going to follow eventually. So, And what's so interesting about that is even if you try to convey your experience to somebody else, it will never be as profound as it is to you. So that's why you should just keep it for you. That's what I do. Yeah, no, that's what I do the same thing. Like whenever I have an experience out in the field, I'm like, okay, that was meant for me and I'll take it for what it's worth and learn from that experience. So I think when you have those experiences, it's, it's meant as a learning tool for you to progress and continue down the path that you're on. So um, so what's coming up for the future for you, huh, Dana? Is there anything coming up that you're working on that you want to announce or talk about or... Yay. Well, I'll give you a little tidbit because the John Hancock isn't quite on the, the paper just yet. So I'll give you a little tidbit. I am working with um, with a paranormal group in uh, Six Nations in Brantford. Uh, great team. Great team. They have great integrity. They are committed to proving the science of it. Um, they have access to many, many places that we're going to go and investigate uh, when I, uh, I guess my job and part, being part of the team is that I'm sort of going in to show them where the energy is or if there's um, uh, any kind of residual energy from the past. And, and I have this ability where I can sort of go into different timelines and I can see how different things have um, happened and, and, you know, any of that energy that has been left behind, I, I tend to be able to kind of see it and, and I'll describe it. So we're We've been doing this investigation and we've been kind of going to different places. It's been a really amazing experience. I remember we were sitting in this room and it was the weirdest thing. I was sitting on this bench and then all of a sudden I feel like there's a spirit beside me who's standing up on the bench and I kind of look up and I'm looking at it. And then all of a sudden it felt like the spirit comes down and lays his head on my lap. And I'm literally doing this as it's laying on my lap. I can't really see anything. I can just feel this energy that's laying his head on my lap like hey how are you I want to see you I want to know you it was a weird experience nothing I've ever felt before and I'm doing this and as I'm doing this uh, one of the team members is videotaping the whole thing and and I'm not really paying attention to what he's doing and he's like oh my god I just watched you have somebody lay on your lap and you literally lifted your hands up when he laid his head on on the lap 
And you could see this little stick figure come and lay down on the bench. And, and it was just the coolest experience ever. So we've been doing these wonderful ghost hunts. And we're in talks for 13 episodes for cable TV. Um, I'm not going to say who it is just yet, but uh, we're definitely in talks with it. We've done our production photos and these people are really cool people and I'm looking really forward to it. So maybe I'll have to come back. And once we all know what's going on, then I'll have to come back on your show, Trevor, and tell you what's coming up and, and for sure what to watch and what to look for. Yeah, definitely would love to have you back um, anytime, as well as especially to promote anything that you guys have once you're ready to start your promotion um, period on your new adventure that's coming up. We'll definitely have you back and uh, you can share that's some more great. experiences, hopefully. And then you're going to come to Stratford mm -hmm. and we're going to get together and maybe do something here. How's that sound? Yes, that, that would be uh... amazing. We're in Stratford quite often, so I'm sure we'll run into you or we can arrange to meet you somewhere and... Uh, arrange a get together one day uh, we're in Stratford quite a bit uh, our main location in Stratford is the Queen's Inn Hotel in Stratford so um, we're there quite a bit and uh, you'll probably find us there during the summer for sure so and do you do paranormal investigations there we do investigations we do also public group events there as well our next one coming up is actually on Halloween weekend and that's a two-night event, so a Friday night dinner, and we have a ghost hunt and workshops on the Saturdays. So, oh, that sounds amazing! Yeah, uh, tickets are on sale for that right now, so um, you can go to our website and check that out. And anybody else as well that wants to check it out, uh, tickets are available through hauntedlifepodcast.com. So, oh, that's amazing! That's amazing. Well, I would love to take part in that, and, mm -hmm. and definitely send me that information, and maybe there can. Be a little place for me there too yes we hope you can make it for sure we'll arrange something but thank you dana for fantastic. so much for being here today on haunting live podcast uh being back here live it's been a great experience with you and uh being our first guest back live here on our facebook so thank you so much for uh taking your time out of your day to uh be here with us awesome and i'll give you my website if that's okay can yeah I for sure that? any contact deals you want to shout out go ahead the best way to contact me is through my website and it's Dana Jensen, psychic medium.com. And uh, just go ahead and subscribe, send me out a message. That'd be great. And uh, if you want to book a reading, you can book it on zoom or you can come and visit me because I'm open for business. Awesome. Can't wait to see you and meet you in person someday. So hopefully during the summer Wonderful. will be a great time to be in Stratford too. So. Um, well, we're in spring already. You can feel it. Yeah, definitely. It's getting a lot warmer out here in Southern Ontario. So Thank you again, Dana, for being here. I appreciate it so much for being our guest, our first guest back on Haunting Live, being live on Facebook. Um, it's been wonderful having you here. Sounds wonderful. Thanks for having me, Trevor. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you later. And uh, that was uh, Dana Jennison. She is from Stratford, Ontario and she's a psychic medium and uh, we want to thank her so much for being our guest here on haunting live podcast our first live podcast in a while and thank you to you guys also for tuning in to haunting live each and every week even though for the last several weeks or a couple months there we've had to pre-record the shows but we still managed to get them out and posted to you guys uh, but from now on looks like we'll be able to continue on doing the live streaming here on facebook with guests coming in from anywhere in the world so 
Uh, we are fully booked, actually, up until uh, May now, anyway, with guests. So we're going to have uh, weekly guests coming on for quite a while into the spring and summer. So looking forward to talking to a lot of new people and getting to meet some people in the field and uh, talk about different topics. I got a lot of different interesting things planned out for the upcoming weeks. So uh, please stay tuned to our postings on Facebook to find out who's coming up. And also go check out our website, which is hauntedbypodcast.com for any updates there. We will post things there as well, of course, on social media for you guys. And thank you everybody for tuning in here today at Haunted Live Podcast. Um, like I have been saying, this is our first live podcast. So I appreciate you guys taking time out and joining us here today on Facebook. So, um, but I do have a couple of announcements I would like to make uh, before we do sign off here for this week. Uh, first of all, tickets for Ghost of the Queen's event, public event, is on sale right now. You can go to our website under hauntedlivepodcast.com slash events or go to the events tab on our website and purchase tickets for the event. It is a two-day event, uh, dinner on Friday night with a special guest. Mary Ann Kennedy will be joining us for our guest speaker that night. And you do get a dinner, uh, so we'll feed you that night as well. And then Saturday, there are workshops during the day by Queen of Ugga Booga herself, Sally Diane, and also Chris from Haunting Light Podcast will do uh, workshops during the afternoon period. And then on Saturday night, we will be having the ghost hunt and seance at the uh, hotel. So looking forward to that event coming up. That is the Halloween weekend this year, October 29th and 30th. So looking forward to seeing everybody there for that event. And of course, as always, if there's any COVID regulations in place by then, we will fully abide by any regulations, including any um, limit to people allowed in the building at that time. So we'll just make adjustments to anything um, around that time when that time comes. So um, otherwise, our other announcement that I want to leave till the end of the show today was we have just revamped our whole merch page on our website. So we have a brand new layout, a brand new engine for our, our products, a uh, brand new platform where you guys can go and check out uh, the products that we have a lot easier, a lot quicker. Um, you can do it on mobile as well. I've tweaked it for the mobile app so you guys can actually purchase directly on your phone or go check out on your computers on um, our our uh, website, which is hauntedlightpodcast.com slash merch. And all of our stuff that we have there available for you guys to check out is stuff that we use in the field every day, such as uh, pendulums for communication. Uh, we have stuff for cleansing, stuff like uh, smudging materials, uh, sage and stuff like that for sale as well. Um, you can get your supplies directly through us. Uh, we have a lot of different type of crystals that you can choose from if you like crystals. Uh, we have some handcrafted products that Chris from Haunty Live makes himself. Uh, we have things like crystal trees. Uh, we have some bags, so-called spiritual bags that you can use for your cards or your crystals to store them. Uh, we also have some promotional items such as backpacks and wristbands as well that you can pick up along with your orders. So. Um, go check that out. It's under hauntedlivepodcast.com slash merch under the merch tab. And we have just revamped that whole section with a, a brand new platform for our products where you guys can browse a lot easier. So check that out. Pass it on as well. And as always, guys, you can listen to our podcast later on when uh, you have time to listen to the podcast under podcast apps such as iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We're also under Amazon Music and a bunch of other ones as well. So uh, go check those out at any time that you want to check out any past podcasts or the most recent podcasts like we're airing today here. So 
Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It's been wonderful being here today, being back live under Haunting Live Podcast. I hope you enjoyed our guest, Jaina Jensen, psychic medium from Stratford, Ontario. And um, we want to thank her again for being the guest here this week. But with that, guys, that's about all we got. So we'll see you guys back here next week for Haunting Live Podcast. Thanks for watching. And of course, subscribe.